Mike Gesicki is going to help the New England Patriots get back to the red zone, and he's going to do so at a pretty reasonable price. Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast. Subscribe for free or follow on YouTube wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate. I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some love to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Lockdown Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. Today's episode of Lockdown is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Pats fans, your New England Patriots continue a remodeling of an offense which struggled mightily in uh, 2022. They signed free agent tight end Mike Kosicki one day after signing wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster. And folks, it is definitely a good move for the New England Patriots. Kosicki is a pass catcher extraordinaire. I know I use that word a lot here on Locked On Patriots, mostly because I like the sound of the word, but he truly is someone that is going to be able to get you yardage and definitely the size to get balls in the red zone. There's no question about it. The Patriots are targeting a certain type of player. They're definitely looking to increase their scoring, and guys like Juju and guys like Mike Gusecki will help them do that. And he's coming to New England at a pretty good value. One-year contract worth up to $9 million, and I know a lot of people went crazy when they heard the words up to $9 million. Immediately, the naysayer swarm hit a fever pitch, $9 million for a backup tight end. You know where you heard it. We don't have to get into all that right now, but not exactly. As with most things, if you just take the time, get rid of the bile, and look at the facts, you'll discover that this move makes a ton of sense. It's actually really a bargain for New England. One-year deal, base value of $4.5 million, 3.55 of that million is guaranteed, $4.5 million in performance incentives, that can push it to a maximum of $9 million. Little risk with the New England Patriots here and the potential for high reward. So the Patriots upgrade their tight endage chart for a fraction of the price. Maybe Bill isn't asleep at the wheel after all. Interesting. Not saying you have to agree one way or another. Just think about it. Some of the moves that the Patriots have made have made this team markedly better for 2023. I'm not saying they're done, but hopefully they're moving in the right direction. And there's a lot to like with Kasiki. If you start to really dissect this move, you'll see that it makes sense for New England in so many angles. Only 27 years old, still a young kid, still the ability to move throughout the field. Originally came into the NFL as a second-round draft pick by the Dolphins in 2018. Five years with the organization, proved himself to be a reliable starter for most of that. Great size on this kid, 6'6", 247. 
He appeared in 82 regular season and playoff games, caught 233 passes, 2,632 yards receiving, 19 touchdowns for the ex-Dolphin. And originally, or ironically enough, he was supposed to enter free agency last season. Dolphins chose to keep him in the fold using the franchise tag. He stayed put for 2022, but didn't really fit all that well into Mike McDaniel's scheme. And he was eventually, you know, replaced in the lineup. Um, and uh, Durham Smythe came in. He ended up taking the starting role. And Gasicki kind of found himself fledgling a little bit. But he's going to the right area, the right place in New England to be able to resurrect his career. He's joining a group that already features Hunter Henry. And that's going to be the prolific pairing between these two. He's also got Matt Sokol and Scotty Washington on the practice squad. Jonu Smith traded to the Atlanta Falcons a couple of days ago. We know that one uh, is not going to get the uh, the return on investment. And Jonu is not being replaced by Gasecki. That's really, I think, an important thing to remember here. These two players are much different. Jonu was a much better blocker, but Mike Gasecki does provide the versatility on offense to be able to make plays and fit in with a Bill O'Brien system. And to me, that's the other thing to remember here. Mike is coming into a system where he is very well adept at being able to play under the type of offensive scheme that Bill O'Brien loves to employ. Ball protection, efficient running, spreading the ball to multiple sizable pass catchers, three skills that's really didn't, the Patriots didn't have last year, for lack of a better term. I fumbled to say that, trying to keep this a family show, but all kidding aside, they really, they didn't, they just weren't that good in that area last year, and we know that the Patriots have a lot of work to do to repair some of that offensive damage. Now, O'Brien and Gesicki have a pass. They do have a connection there, and it's a good one. Um, it's not what was originally thought when a lot of people first heard this. They went, up, oh, Penn State guy, He's got a connection of O'Brien. O'Brien, you know, coached him. He's ready to go. They actually didn't play with one another. Or I shouldn't say O'Brien didn't actually get the chance to coach Gasecki on field at Penn State. He recruited him into the university and really admired his skill set. And even after Bill O'Brien left in 2014 to take the Houston Texans job, he still continued to praise, uh, really heavily praise Mike Kosicki as someone that not only came into Penn State and really had a great collegiate uh, career there, but also someone that could come into the NFL and translate his skill at the next level. Now these two are gonna get the chance to play alongside one another, Gasicki finally gets to get coached by O'Brien, and I think you're going to see the Patriots' offense really, really open up, especially with Hunter Henry and his route-running ability. Mike Gasicki finally gives you that threat in the red zone, and this is going to make those two tight ends a big part of what the Pats want to do on offense this year. Folks, there's more to the Gasecki signing without any question. And to help break down the big news from Friday is the Don of Locked On Patriots. And he's going to pop in here in just a moment. The Count of Murphy Fisto himself, E2G Sports' own Thomas Murphy, will help me break down Mike's on-field fit in New England. And we're also going to talk about the other big news from Friday to end the work week, the release of Jalen Mills. Much more to come here on the pod, so please be sure to stay locked in to Locked On Patriots. But first, folks, today's episode is brought to you by Built. The Built March Madness bracket is here, and we know you have a favorite bar or a favorite Built Puff, and now's your time to make it count. So go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know my favorite's peanut butter brownie. I'm going to vote that in, but you have the chance to vote in your favorite. 
you'll be voting for that bar support your team support your bar or puff and when you vote for your favorite bar or puff you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of bill how about that well i'm going to take it up a notch here folks because not only that but locked on is offering one lucky locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to built to have built best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door that's a 12 month subscription to built to have built best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door yeah i said kicking it up a notch that's an understatement folks because if you haven't tried them yet you've got to try built by far the best protein bar ever Seriously, I keep saying it. I keep meaning it as much as I do. They are so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. Starters, they are high in protein, low in sugar, covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, folks. You're definitely going to want to do it. Don't delay. Do it today. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. Built.com. BuiltMarchMadness.com today. Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining us here on Locked On Patriots. Don't forget, Locked On Patriots is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And your New England Patriots continue to make moves here in free agency, the waning days of the initial wave of free agency. But the Pats are just getting warmed up. And we are just getting warmed up here on Locked On Patriots, as you can see. Our good friend, uh, Counter Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com, joining us here today. Murph, we're going to start by talking about additions uh, and the addition that the Patriots made on Friday, clearly in the direction of improving the offense. Mike Kosicki coming in, very team-friendly deal when you actually look at the way this was broken down. Comes in for one year. Uh, this screams reclamation project maybe for Mike a little bit. And I think productivity and value for the Patriots in year one. He's not a replacement of Jonu Smith because obviously the Patriots had a need there with Jonu being traded. But I think it's a different direction for the position. What do you think of this move? Did the Patriots get the right guy for this tight end room? Yeah, I think they did. Um, you know, Gasecki brings a uh, a an aspect to the game that the, the Patriots have been missing for a few years. And that's a, a, uh, a tight end in name that can play, you know, uh, off ball outside, just about anywhere you want to uh, line them up. Just don't ask the man to block. <laughs> yeah. I was very cautious in the analysis piece that I wrote for sports illustrated yesterday on Mike yep. Kosicki. And I said, you know, anyone expecting this to come in and be the second coming of Gronk and Hernandez is probably going to be disappointed for the second time. A lot of people thought that when John came in and it was Hunter Henry and John Smith, and they were going to be the next big tight end tandem for the new England Patriots. It never quite worked out that no, way. And it was never going did to they run. Yeah, exactly. 18.6% in the first season, only 18% in the yeah. second season. Yeah, it's not going to get it done. It's no, just not it, going to get it done. No, it's a 20, they, they were running 21, you know, as you said, over 80% of the time, and it just did not work out. Um, you know, it, Gronk and He Who Shall Not Be Named uh, were, were a once-in-a-lifetime, you know, little situation there yeah, of they were, they fantastic were. drafting and, and for whatever reason, and, and I'm not going to get into uh, 
into anything else there, but I, that's when, when this uh, offense was at its 22 height, you know, yeah. in 22 personnel. And it really has not come to fruition. People have been waiting for it and hoping for it ever since then, but it's not really something that the Patriots enjoyed running no matter who they had on the roster. And um, I still don't think that this move um, puts them back in 22 more than, say, you know, 25% of the time. But that's still an upbeat over over what was going on. Yeah, definitely an upbeat from what was going on. There's no question about that there. And you look at what he brings to the table in terms of Gasecki. And this one, to me, like you said, Murph, doesn't necessarily mean a lot more of the 12 or the or the 22 personnel that you're going to see on the field. But what it does mean is I think they're going to try to utilize the red zone again. You're seeing it in guys yeah. coming in and Juju Smith-Schuster, obviously. Um, these are the types of moves that players usually or teams usually make when they want to get players that can make things happen inside the 20. The Patriots have been anemic in that regard for the past couple of right. seasons. Gusecki's ability to power his way into contested catch situations, his size, his target ability, his athleticism is something that I think Mac Jones can really utilize to his advantage. He'll get his touches in the red zone, and yep. I think that's where you're really going to see this kind of blossom into what we really have hoped for with the New England Patriots tight end situation is giving the opportunity for a rut runner like Hunter Henry to open up yep. the field, and then you start going to Gusecki in the latter part, close it out. Both of these guys can make catches in the red zone, but Gusecki gives them that target to do so. That's it. it, it it's another option. It's it, it's another uh, um, quandary for the uh, – for the opposition. We all know the struggles that the Patriots had inside the red zone to the point where I was cutting keys to take shots from outside the 20 <laughs> into the end zone. And the Patriots had a very difficult time throwing yeah, into the end zone last year, simply because, uh, well, yeah, l l let's just put it frankly, because of Matty P's, um, uh, how should we say this politely? Uh, apprehension or his safe play once you got down into the red zone. Uh, mm -hmm. There really weren't a lot of balls thrown. It was it was really four yards in a cloud of dust um, when you got down inside the 20 and inside the 10. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure how many uh, dropbacks Mac had during uh, last season, say inside the 10 zone, inside the red zone, uh, but they, they were uh, – weren't enough and uh it this this makes the the patriots much less predictable going into the season yeah it really and truly does and you talk about those contested catches opportunities those red zone opportunities mike Gusecki has finished second among all tight ends and contested catches in both 2020 and 2021 his yeah. two most productive years as a miami dolphin 61 touchdowns uh, 61 Catches, excuse me, 61 touchdowns would be incredible, folks. That'd be great. But we'll take the 61 catches. It's a lot better yeah. than what we've had here in New England. In contested catches in that situation, New England ranking last in the NFL in red zone productivity in 2022. So you can definitely see how these two sides come together. Murph, I don't think we'd be doing our job here if we didn't mention the blocking situation. You mentioned it a little bit earlier. I think 
in some ways it gets a little overblown, but in some ways I also think it's underrated in terms of what it brings to the table. I always say virtue lies in the middle. It's an important yep. component of being a New England tight end. This is not other areas, folks. We don't glorify uh, tight ends as being just glorified receivers. We actually need them to be able to yep. do jobs. Now, Mike Kosicki is being brought in not to be a blocker, and the evidence really, I think, just bears yeah. that out. He does fall outside that Patriots prototype, served as either a run blocker or a pass protector, just 20.6% of his offensive snaps for the New England Patriots. In contrast, Jonu Smith, recently traded by the Pats, deployed as a run blocker on 56.9% of the yep. snaps in 2022. So, you know, there's not going to be that blocking mm. prowess. Of course, it is fair to say the other side. Jonu Smith finished the season only with 27 catches, 245 yards. He is not someone that was tasked as a receiver. Yep. Um, that was zero touchdowns. And that that's, you know, that's really where, you know, you're uh, you're going from there. But how important is it for the New England Patriots now to look at the position that they have and say, we're going to go in a different direction here and try to bring in someone who's exclusively known as a blocker? Uh, do you see them doing that by free agency, by the draft, or do you think they roll the dice and take their chances, maybe going with a jumbo-type tight end and beefing up more on the line? Yeah, I, I it, it is the latter. Um, I can see the Patriots possibly the, – the blocking tight end – on a free agent market is, is not there uh, right now. It's, it's truly not there. And people please stop getting on the, on the Patriots this year for their, their lack of spending or the, the, the value of, of people that they're bringing in that, you know, the the game breakers just aren't there and it's not there as a blocking tight end either uh, from what I see left on, on the market, they could go after it in the draft. I would love to see Washington, uh, Washington's <laughs> name uh, picked in, in at, at this year's day. If we can, you know, get him in the second round, kind of a a, a trade up, maybe um, he's probably the best blocking tight end in in this in this class. He's one of he's he's my favorite tight end in the class, mm -hmm. uh, the Georgia kid. But um, no, I, I don't see another move at tight end being made right here. Um, it is important here. It, it's so important that. Um, that you know, we we kind of beat our our fists against our uh, our chests trying to make Nikhil Harry a tight end from the moment that he was he was drafted. Mm -hmm. We all we all know how well he blocked. Mm -hmm. Nobody nobody stuck it into an ear hole like Nikhil Harry. You can't say too many nice things about him, but you could you could say that one about him. Yeah, you got to uh, get that. You do. Yeah, you got to give him that. You give him that <laughs> one. Uh, he's still a free agent, by the way. <laughs> but with some of the moves that the Patriots have already made on the offensive line, I, I I'm seeing a lot of jumbo. I, I really mm. am um, in this coming season, unless they make that move and draft Washington, draft do it. Yeah, you know, I mean, the merit is definitely there. Claire would absolutely love it. You know, oh, that. there's thrilled. no question whatsoever. But with the number of needs that the New England Patriots have, I can probably see them going in a different direction in terms of that. And Washington is probably going to be off the board by the yeah. time they would fill those needs. Uh, you still think that offensive tackle is going to be a big position of need. Uh, safety, I think they're going to try to run it back with what they've got at the starters. But I do see them bringing in a rookie to kind of groom into that position. We're making, Andrew, really we're making Andrew Carraway's morning today because we're talking yeah. about a lot of Georgia Bulldogs. I've been on the Christopher Smith train for a yeah. long time. Folks, let me tell you, there is a lot of similarities between he and Devin McCourty 
not really a guy is. that you need to spend first round capital on. No, I think you could get him in the second or maybe even in the third if you're very, Her very round, strategic. Maybe. Yeah, folks, keep an eye on that one. But in any case, uh, I do believe that they have other positions of need. And one of those other positions of need, folks, might be the cornerback position. Murph, you saw yesterday that the Patriots are down one member of their defensive backfield. A solid player, a guy that I really hate to see go, but when you look at the productivity and the cap savings, this one might make a whole lot of sense. Murph and I are going to talk about the release of cornerback Jalen Mills in just a moment when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, folks, today's episode brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. The tournament is heating up. Murph is excited. I'm, well, you don't want to know what I'm feeling about the tournament right now, but it is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's easy to use, and then you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scorers to the three-pointers that are being drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout for the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining us here today on the pod. As you can see, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, the Don of Locked On Patriots, joining me here today, Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com. And once again, Murph, the late, great Bobby Darren once said, multiplication, it's the name of the game. Um, and the Pats are multiplying pass catchers, offensive weapons potentially, get James Robinson in the mix. Patriots are making moves to upgrade their offense but they're also making subtractions and yesterday's subtraction surprised some people but i have to be honest murph and i think we're like-minded in this i'm not going to try to tip your hand here this didn't shock me as much as it shocked or seemed to shock others on social media with the release of jalen mills my takeaway on jalen here this is a solid player i think he gave 110 percent every time he stepped on the field but again, the one ability he just couldn't seem to embody was that old ability that Bill Parcells used to squawk yep. about every single day, availability. And the Patriots opted for the cap savings here and maybe for greener pastures uh, and other routes. What was your takeaway on Jalen Mills being released by the team? Right move, wrong move for New England. Nine missed games in two seasons. Yeah. Nine. That's it. Okay. You know, it just goes back to your original point. Uh, the best ability is availability, and he just wasn't available uh, enough. And it was kind of poetic, you know, that the Green Goblin was let go on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that is that's irony. That really is. It's you know, irony, I, right I, there. I, 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 fail, I fail to look at it from that perspective. <laughs> but can't um, help it. Murphy can't help it. That's um, it. Gotta love it. But yeah, Mills Mills was solid when he was on the field. He was he was productive when he was on the. He, he's not somebody that that you could depend on to shut down the the better uh, wide receivers in yeah. um, in the league. But he was fine with help over the top. Um, the only problem is that the Patriots haven't had a true number one. Uh, 
DB. I'm just going to put DB now whenever I'm mm. talking about anybody covering anybody with any kind That's of true. speed <laughs> in New England because it's just so mix and match and um and they need that guy. It's not Jalen Mills and they 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 took the cap savings over the man. Um, you know, tip of the hat to you. He went out there and like you said, gave it his all on every single snap. It just was not uh, it was not enough compared to uh, the the price tag that that he carried. Yeah, without any question. And that price tag is pretty hefty, folks. When you take a look at it um, mm-hmm. and you look at the value that the Patriots were getting back, we talk a lot about ROI, ROI, return on investment, however you want to put yep. it. The Patriots were not getting that, and Jalen Mills, he carried a $6.21 million cap hit heading into the 2023 season. Most of that comes off the books with the release, um, creates a net cap savings of $4.09 million. Tip of the cap, nod of the gods to Pat's cap, who I don't know how he does it. That guy is absolutely a machine when it comes to this. Really, really impressive, the work that he does each and every each and every week, really, with the Patriots' salary cap, but especially this week. This is his time to shine, and if you're not following him, definitely do so at Pat's cap. Uh, he gets the endorsement of everybody. The guy is just tremendous. But uh, he had a dead money charge of $1.25 million. So Patriots now are looking at Jalen and saying, okay, well, we've got the opportunity to clear some cap space. We've learned that we can exist on the field without his services, and I think that's kind of what led to his, his exodus here from New England. Now, the Patriots look at their cornerback situation now You've got guys that can play on the outside. You've got guys that can play in the slot. Uh, what you don't have a whole lot of is size on this right. cornerback uh, depth chart. I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, you have to think that the Patriots are looking out there for guys that can come in, maybe be a, a true physical uh, imposing presence on the perimeter. I think that's where they're going. Do you think that's where they're focusing their uh, attention right now in trying to replace Jalen Mills? Yeah, it, it really is. They're they're going to look for that prototypical six foot one, six foot two type of guy, probably coming up in this draft, somebody that they can grab in the second round. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the, the shutdown, it, it, it's a lot to ask of a rookie to come in and be that guy, but they've got to get them on the on the roster somehow. And again, mm-hmm. it's the pickings are getting kind of slim out there on the outside. It, it yeah. really is. And there, there just is not a, um, uh, there, 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 there isn't that, that shut down kind of guy, unless it's via trade that the Patriots are going to be able to bring in. It, it's yeah. just not left out there. It's true. It really isn't. And I think for so long, We were so spoiled by what Stephon Gilmore gave you at that position. A true lockdown corner. Now, there's a difference between a lockdown and a ball hawk, folks. Yeah. Um, You know, you see the difference, the dichotomy. J.C. Jackson is a ball hawk. He's got a nose for the football. He can go after it. But in terms of being able to beat him in coverage or find ways to be able to poke holes in his game, a quarterback that's savvy enough is going to be able to do that. Um, With a guy like Gilmore who just locks down his opponent, always in lockstep, that's really where the term comes from and being able to stay with his target is truly a gift that you don't see all the time. And it's something that 
really makes him and guys like him stand out above the rest. I don't see a guy like that on the Patriots no. roster right now. Jack Jones is definitely more of a ball hot type corner. I love the energy he brings. I hope they iron out all their stuff with the team this year uh, in the offseason because I'd love to see what he can bring you in year two. Jonathan Jones, one of my favorite guys on the team, so glad yeah. to see him back. But at the same time, you're right. They do need a little bit of an infusion and maybe some size on the perimeter if they're looking for that. And this draft class does have depth to it when it comes to the cornerback position. So maybe they can get a guy in here that they can really utilize in year one. But that's a big ask. That's a very, very big really ask is. for a rookie uh, to come in and be able to live up to expectations, especially expectations. I really think that we're set for Gilmore. I think still people are still chasing that ghost right, right now. We talk about the ghost of Tom Brady and the specter of that hanging over the quarterback position. Um, I don't think Gilmore's impact on the cornerback position was as indelible as what Brady left here, obviously, but it, it does leave some big shoes to fill. So hopefully the Pats will be able to go uh, uh, to go back in. Murph, obviously, we love to look ahead. We're doing so. We've done so pretty much all day today, talking about Mike Gusecki, talking about Jalen Mills. But before I let you go, my friend, you put on your general manager hat for the New England Patriots. You're sitting in the front offices of one Patriots place. You're looking at the vast world still out there, free agency draft, things of that nature. But we'll localize this to free agency just to be on the safe side. Which position, which area of the team are you looking to go to next to infuse some veteran savvy into this group for 2023? You know, honestly, I, I'm still looking uh, around the free agent market for a cornerback. You know, Byron Jones is still out there. Marcus Peters, mm -hmm. they're, they're getting a little longer in the tooth. But that seems to be the, the way the Patriots are going right now. And we're talking about a veteran here. These guys are only 30 years old. Um, uh, Shaquille Griffin is still out there. We're, we're, we could talk about him for a little bit. But, you know, th this, this move really um, puts to the forefront what the Patriots did in last year's draft with the Joneses. And um, I think this is a, a good sign for Jack Jones. All right. My man, Jack Jones, he's, he's got a, he's, he had a little bit of a hiccup there at the end of last year with bill, but he's still a young guy, still under contract. And, and I think that, that he could do a good job. And of course the Patriots could always also go after that, that tall uh, shut down, press man guy in the draft you could find him in the second or even the third round yeah i think you're right on the money there in terms of them looking in the secondary for veteran help it may be in the cornerback position it may mm -hmm. be in the safety position we're hearing right. an awful lot out of la Rams safety taylor rap coming right. in here having a pretty good visit with the patriots um these things kind of look like uh, they're moving in that direction nick scott was someone who apparently the patriots had their eye on he visited these uh, Cincinnati Bengals on Friday, he signs with them. So now right. all of a sudden, rap is I would much rather open. have rap. <laughs> I would absolutely as well. This is a hard-hitting kid that comes in, a little bit of an attitude. I think the Patriots would definitely um, benefit from his presence right. uh, in that secondary. But ultimately, folks, it's going to be up to the New England Patriots. It's going to be up to them exactly what they want to do to bring in new talent here in New England. And we're going to continue to do our due diligence to bring you the very latest as quickly as we can here on Locked On Patriots uh, to let you know uh, the very latest comings and goings from Foxborough. And I thank you, my good friend, for joining me Anytime. each and every week here. Bookending the week, he always opens the week in style, helps us close the week in style. 
But, folks, we're not done yet. A special edition of Locked On Patriots coming your way late Saturday evening, early Sunday morning. Taylor Kyles of CLNS Media breaks down the week that was here in New England. And we know Taylor is as great as anyone at X's oh. and O's. Going to have some big-time questions for him. So make sure to bookmark Locked On Patriots. Download, subscribe to follow wherever you get your podcasts. My man, what can I say? I thank you so much for joining me today, Murph. Before I let you go, please let everyone know where they can absorb your wisdom and counsel all weekend long, whether it's Pats-related, Sox-related, anything at all. Uh, the floor is yours, my friend. Please let us know uh, what to expect. Thank you, Mike. The great pen, the great voice of Thomas Murphy. I, I've got a nice little puff piece up there today about uh, about the Red Sox shunning the, the Kelly Greens uh, yesterday on St. Patrick's <laughs> Day, the first time in in almost 20 years that mm. the Patriots did not wear green. Uh, you can catch that over at E2GSports.com. Of course, I'm going to have some roster breakdown stuff coming this week. And, of course, I might dip my toe back into uh, into uh, Patriots land now that uh, that uh, we're, we're in full draft mode here and cut some monster keys to the Patriots draft. Absolutely, folks. And in that vein, in draft-related information, please don't forget to send in your mock drafts. Yeah. Send them in to myself at M-D-A-D-A-T-E-N-F-L. You can send them into Murph as well at TMurph207 or our preferred method of communication. Send it into the Lockdown Patriots account at L-O underscore Patriots. Pats fans, thank you for each and every day making Lockdown Patriots your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the brand new Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL experts and my good friends Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, once again, thank you for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. On behalf of the Connor Murphy Pisto himself, I'm Mike DeBate. Continue to stay safe, stay well, be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone. And we'll see you next week right here on Locked On Patriots. Don't trade for old men. <laughs>